0: Welcome to the Filmistines, the podcast where we discuss all things movies. Join us as we dive deep into the latest releases, revisit classic films, and explore the art of cinema. Whether you're a film fanatic or just love a good flick, we've got you covered from Hollywood blockbusters to indie gems. We'll be breaking down the storytelling, cinematography, and everything in between. So grab some popcorn, sit back, and get ready for some cinematic magic. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com/slash filmistines. We offer tiers at the $1, $5, and $20 level. For the $20 tier grants the ability to Request films for future episodes. This is the Filmistines, where movies are more than just entertainment, they're an experience. They're an experience. all around you. You, 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 you. And welcome back to another great episode of the Film of Steins, the fastest, most prolific, most natural, realistic podcast on the face of Earth on the planet. You can join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. For a brand new episode, including this episode. This is a brand new episode. If you're listening to it the day it came out, which will be a very special day, I'm sure, for you out there, the listener. I'm joined today by my scrappy friend, Lucy.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Did you like that one?
1: Well, I'll take it. I like it. Because
0: you're, you're scrappy and, you know, yes. you're you're also a scrap. Not I'm a sc- scrap. And today, we are talking about an... Is it an iconic film to the early 2000s? I feel like it's a little undersung. I don't feel like it's remembered as high as like things like Ice Age and Shrek and maybe Madagascar and some of those early Pixar films, of course. I feel like Robots is kind of not in that pantheon or at least maybe not in the important showcase room. And, of course, we're talking about Robots, uh, 2005s iconic film to me to my childhood and to yours right
1: yeah i feel like everyone saw this movie but it just didn't stay there like those other films
0: yeah i don't feel like everyone saw this movie i feel no? like i was like the only person to know about this movie really i don't know if i was it just never came up i guess in childhood conversations and i don't know so we were about 10 when this came out 10 11 and it's I just, I can't, my mind's eye just was not, it was, I had it on VHS, I remember. It was probably one of the last movies they had on VHS. I think I still have it, actually. I think I know where it's at, too. But I, I just feel like I was the only person to ever know about this movie. Until you've brought it up in the last few years, several times. I think we watched it in college, maybe. I think it's the last time I've seen it. Pretty sure. Do you remember, does that sound familiar?
1: Yeah, that sounds familiar.
0: Maybe just in the background or something. But this film is, um nostalgic as much as i hate to misuse that word like everyone else it definitely taps into you know a very specific time and place you know in your in your in your past right
1: yes for sure and maybe i was the friend that made the friends watch this movie and that's why i felt like everybody watched it but it just seems why would you not how yeah i don't know it doesn't feel like it's like too niche for other people not to have seen it But I don't know. You guys let us know. Did you watch this film? You know, all of you late 20 babies, right? I'm in the right age group. Yeah. Or on, I guess. Did you watch this film? Was this iconic to your childhood? Because we had this on DVD. And we watched it multiple times when I was younger. And it's got a very unique cast, um, voice actors. But one of those includes, you know, Robin Williams. And I feel like everyone loves Robin Williams movies, so this would be in there. This would be in your Robin Williams collection that all families have seen. But I don't know. That's an interesting point.
0: Yeah, I didn't even realize until we just watched it that I guess it's been long enough that I've had forgotten that Robin Williams was Fender. It did not. It does not go off of my head. It will now, I guess. But it doesn't. It, before it did not go off of my head that you know. Robin Williams was in this movie. I didn't know any of the voice actors actually at all. And then Ewan McGregor, he's in this too. He's the main actor, main voice. Rodney Copperbottom.
1: Yeah. Then there's Amanda Bynes, which she's iconic to that time. Sure. And then you have uh, what's her name? Halle Jennifer... Berry.
0: Oh, Jennifer oh. Jennifer Coolidge.
1: Yeah, Jennifer Coolidge and Halle Berry.
0: And Stanley Tucci.
1: Yeah, I don't know who that is, but yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that guy. That guy. it's a quick movie cool 90 minutes it's almost too fast we get from point a to b to c to d lightning speed i feel like there's no i feel like there's no a point one point two no b point one point two we just boom 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 we're running through this movie but it works because it's um by every measure a very cute you know children's movie but it's it, it taps it starts to tap into some fun things that i wish it would just stick on a a few ideas a little bit longer like i mean of course uh what's his name the big guy big Big well yeah i wish we would stick with him a little bit more and get to know him a little bit but he just we see him he's a he's a he's a he sees himself as a loser now and then he gets inspired you know all in the same kind of sentence and it happens real quick and he's he's such a fun character such a fun moment when we when we're introduced to him that i wish we could have picked his brain a little bit Cause he's, he's the core of Rodney, you know.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know. I kind of like how fast paced it is. I think if if um, I'd have to think about that, I think it flowed well.
0: I do too. I think the pace was on point. Yeah. as fast as it was, I'm actually shocked how well paced it is, and it has everything to do with the color, the animation, mm-hmm. the chemistry, the the voice acting. It's it's top notch. It really is. I don't know if you know this, but it was directed by the guy who did Ice Age.
1: I didn't know that.
0: Easily one of the most iconic animated films of all time. Yes. And yeah, the first Ice Age.
1: But that makes sense because there is a Sid the Sloth cameo in the movie. I didn't see that, where and was I that I noticed that when I was a kid.
0: Where I where was the heck is
1: excited? That? I think it was when Rodney first arrived to the um
0: On the, in the train to transition? the city.
1: Yeah. The st-
0: what i gotta google this hang on yeah google that you noticed that too
1: when i was a kid That's man and sick. i was so excited that movies could have this kind of thing in them it's just it's awesome you know we talk about crossovers in our previous episode but cameos are just cameos and easter eggs are just way too fun
0: oh my god i guess i just didn't connect the two i i know that bit i I can see that i see the robot in that in that scene yeah i didn't connect that i didn't think about that
1: just something about cameos and easter eggs are just fun they're just fun to include in movies and noticing them as a kid makes you feel like
0: yeah there's like a mystique around that yeah. that's just unmatched now i get that for sure
1: it's like whoa whoa what, are, what do we have here like, is that what supposed is this? to be there yeah. did they
0: accidentally put that yes. there yeah i used to think that in games too like oh my god oh. what is this secret <laughs> what is this doing here i can't even think of anything specifically off the top of my head you look around yeah you're like is, <laughs> it's an interesting feeling for sure i still i still get that a little bit but now i anticipate it i remember one time and i think it was border it's probably the last time i felt like this when i was since being a kid was I found a Dark Souls reference? I guess it may have been Demon Souls at the time. I'm not sure if it's Dark Souls or Demon Souls reference in mm-hmm. Borderlands Two, with the Onion Knight and stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you know the Onion Knight? The guy with the big, he has like a onion shaped helmet, and he's like got a big gut too.
1: Yeah, that's cool.
0: Yeah, and I was just like, that's like, that's so cool. I just like I can't get over that. And I'd go <laughs> over there. I every time I was in that area, I'd walk over there and look at it. So I was just like, what the. Fuck? yeah happen? i
1: mean that that's that's stuff man and I, I wonder if kids today feel it because you know my nieces are watching videos youtube shorts tiktoks of these kinds of things before they even watch the movies so is, is it getting spoiled for them and when you watch that stuff i mean your kid watching a movie alone you notice that you kind of look around and it's it's just so special to you right then in that moment so i don't know man i love that so i didn't i didn't know that until now so that's even more awesome i wish i wouldn't well no i don't wish i would have known that as a kid as a kid it's like oh, what's it what's it doing there you know so that's pretty cool and i guess i like how this film has you know these little types of cameos and then all these little clever jokes and, you know, fun, like puns. I don't think enough children's movies play with those elements, especially now.
0: No, absolutely. I think children's movies today tap into, like, your little, your kind of Marvelisms now. Like, they're just, like, a little stupid. Because, you know, I, because I feel like Robin Williams is a great example of just having this, like, slapsticky kind of, Situational comedy that's just on point and it's class, and you're like, oh, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. And then you know, but today I feel like we're too into the cringe humor, we're too into dad humor. You know, we're like we've swung over here, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not there for that. Yeah. And the robots and Madagascar, not Madagascar. I, I'm not sure about Madagascar. Maybe that fits. I was gonna say Ice Age, kind of definitely fits into the robots bill. And of course, Shrek. You know. Yes. And there's just something very adult about the humor but also just on point and timeless and it talks to all generations i feel like still and then as you get older things get funnier yeah and So it's just it works out robots it's it's a funny movie
1: yeah i mean you know we have in the beginning of the of the movie where they have to build their kid you know the parts come in they get shipped in which is freaking so, awesome and hilarious yes and they build the kid and there's you know one part missing and they're like where does this part go and they're like oh i think we got a boy yeah and when when you're a kid it's just kind of like you think you get it and it's like okay haha and i don't know if boys would get that more than girls would i know at my age i was very very innocent and naive about that kind of stuff you know the differences between boys and girls i guess bodies you know specifically so it kind of went over my head and watching it now
0: it still goes over your is, head no it's not <laughs> that bad
1: <laughs> but um yeah and then um you know he the before they build him the dad comes running in and he's like i'm so sorry i missed the delivery and yeah. like, that's that's hilarious that's so funny and it's just so small so clever great i don't remember any of the puns but i'm sure robin williams had so many
0: yeah, I don't know if I would call them puns or, like, little quips, just...
1: Yeah, like, uh, when um, Rodney and that girl go visit Big Weld, and he's like, oh, I thought you were the Domino's delivery guy. Like, clever, because he's fucking playing with Domino's, but there's Domino's pizza. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. One thing about the movie that was just kind of off, you know, rewatching it, was... And I think you said something. You were like, why is that drum a robot?
0: Yeah, a lot of the devices were yeah. robots. But not all the devices. But not all
1: the devices. It's like they were picking and choosing what got to be a robot. I think a fire hydrant was a robot, but...
0: in a watch. Watches.
1: Yeah, and the light pole that
0: and the light fucking ball, died
1: when Aunt Fanny... was
0: hilarious. Let
1: one rip. That's, that was awesome. <laughs> not her letting one rip. That's kind of okay. That's a little bit too childish. Yeah. But... The lamp dying because of that was awesome. It's just, you know, it was just a little bit too pick and choose what got to be a robot, but okay, it's fine.
0: Yeah, because they were all, I think, I can't remember the fire hydrant one, but it seemed like they were all for the sake of a joke, too. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, we still have to tap into this is a kid's movie. This is going to speak mostly to kids. Kids are going to see this at theaters and whatnot. So we got to. We got to meet them halfway at the very least. And so we, we see that a few times throughout, which all of them are quick and out of the way and actually sometimes funny. Because like the fart one, it's like, of course, we got to have a fart joke in here. Mm-hmm. You know, every fucking 10-year-old thinks that's funny. But then it, the lamp dies and he's got, but but he's not only dies, but he's then the morning there's <laughs> tape around where he <laughs> yes. died. It's just like, that's funny. That's funny.
1: Yeah, it was outlined. Yeah, I think the fire hydrant, there was a robot dog trying to pee on the fire hydrant it was like hey, hey hey, you know not here or something so yeah, yeah.
0: that's for kids
1: for the joke yeah hmm. and the drum i guess was just saying ow
0: yeah that was just i could see your five-year-old niece laughing at that because because someone's in pain you know yep and he's expressing his pain
1: i can definitely see all those little kids laughing at that yeah like <laughs> he's Getting hurt and you're like that's not funny <laughs> <And> it's stupid
0: <laughs> but then you're laughing at them laughing at that which is in itself so funny <laughs>
1: yeah but when they get hurt they're not laughing oh my gosh so that's funny
0: what do we think of the uh this like soft touch and uh capitalism almost to the point where we they provide the problem and then they also provide the solution but I guess in this case we're kind of being we're kind of we're facing Something actually the more specific to the time maybe is we are facing this thing that is like maybe universal to like your phone, right? You got this the auxiliary cords on your phone or whatever, and they decide to just take it away, and so you now you have to buy the more expensive device because you do know, can't def- buy that one or whatever, and so we it's just kind of a funny. It doesn't really we don't really get into it any more than that I guess, but it's it's kind of the catalyst to for rodney to be like no this is kind of this this is kind of fucked up this is not okay
1: yeah yeah i
0: and and then and then inspires big weld yeah in the process
1: it's cute it's clever you know it's it's not too much that i think that's
0: that's a good way to put it that's a good way to put it not too much
1: yeah a kid could understand this you know there's old robots they want to put new parts out there, but then the old robots need to be able to afford these new parts or they need to be able to fix themselves. I mean, it's it's such it's it's put this concept is put in such a way that a child could understand, I think, and kind of get them thinking about how things are, you know, because you could even say that about cars. We have cars out right now from, you know, I'm sure there's 2024 cars out already. I don't know how fast cars get released the previous year but i'm sure there's old ass cars still on the road right now too
0: yeah some countries are actually famous for taking care of their vehicles Mm. Do you know that no cuba is extremely famous for taking care of their vehicles because the world basically sanctioned off any manufacturer to from shipping their cars into cuba and so they had all these cars from like the 40s and 50s that Mm -hmm. and then they were were taken they were taken off the map To being you know from being a a client for these manufacturers and so they were forced by just the nature of doing business to take care of their cars and so today they have lots of people have pristine top of the you know top condition 1950s vehicles
1: wow yeah and
0: so it looks there's a little bit of a time capsule over there and that's you know because a lot of the world we don't see that today we would never stop working with you know countries like fucking saudi arabia now and venezuela or china or something places where we get our oil and whatnot yeah and russia of course but yeah cuba poor cuba they were the it seemed like they were the one and only to really fucking get the you know what no we're not gonna work with you guys anymore (laughs) but and that went the other way too i think for a while uh, in that we wouldn't buy any uh, cuban products but now i think we do buy some cuban products okay i think cuban gold is manufactured is sold to the world Like cuban necklaces it was very famous and then of course the cuban cigar is probably their most famous product
1: yeah that makes sense and
0: i think those are legal now everywhere too those were illegal to have at one point in our lifetime i think really i think so
1: huh no i didn't know that but i mean even now how many you know kids of our, our our age or younger you know age driving young adults actually go get their oil change when they need to or get their tires rotated. Do they even know your tires are supposed to get rotated? And check your oil. Do you check your oil? Do you check your tires? See how like bare they are? Or are you waiting until, you know, your grown ass neighbor or dad or friend or whoever tells you, hey, you need to get those tires. You
0: got bald tires. Yeah. It's
1: like what? Tires can get bald. Yeah.
0: I didn't know they grew hair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's.
0: It's funny. I, you would think Ratchet would want to introduce the middle market because he, I guess, it looked like Big well was obsessed with just taking care of the old. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, no, nah, out with the old, what's just anyone, you know, what's what's speak to the 1% who can afford to, you know, buy these products and stuff, you know, kind of very Apple approach, I guess, except minus the, we didn't see any of the culture around the, the upgraded devices and stuff. You would think ratchet being a smart businessman i guess he was ran by his mom of course we yeah. we see that but he would want to introduce better spur like better parts better new parts but not quite on the upgrade level where we could people you know talk to the the middle class basically and then every once in a while the lower class can pick and choose at the middle class products and they can you know slowly but surely kind of upgrade themselves that way but instead he was just trying to almost Nazify this, the whole corporation, and just get rid of the lower class.
1: Yeah, and I think that speaks a little bit to kind of individuality and how each of these robots don't need to be the same because all of Ratchet's um, new parts were all the same same size, same color, same, you know, shininess. And we have all these other robots with so much personality and things colors that make them different first of all and the parts make them different i mean you have you know amanda Bynes here her character has like pigtails and she's yellow and then you have fender who has a fucking hand crank thing on his head shows his age but he's red he's kind of vibrant he's got a loud personality and then you have aunt fanny who's got you know a big butt and she's kind of like snail looking and she's got one wheel and they're just so different from each other so you know on on that level it speaks to kids that it's okay to be yourself it's okay to be an individual it's okay to have this personality so maybe that's kind of where that was going with
0: no absolutely it's it, 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 we we tiptoe into like that universality kind of almost like almost notification kind of Aryan type thing mm-hmm. that I, that's why i was saying i feel like we could have gotten just a little bit more of things here and there but but they do kind of take the easy way out and that it's not ratchet behind this he's not the mastermind he's just a the good looking puppet right yeah and then his mom that thing is <laughs> the thing i don't what is what is her inspiration is it because she's so ugly that she wants to Destroy. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. What is her obsession with?
1: Is she just likes controlling. Maybe. Maybe we're dealing with a narcissistic disorder here. Because the dad is like hanging from some wires, or
0: he's just hanging there. Yeah. He's
1: just hanging there.
0: He's basically naked. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's like, "Hi, son."
0: And he seems fine with it. Yeah, he's, he's really- cool
1: with it. <laughs> but. You know, she runs the um, production where all these robots that no longer work or no longer have parts, the chop chop, I guess that's what they called it. And they get turned into the shiny new parts, right? They get melted down and get turned into the shiny new parts. So maybe she's just looking at it from a money perspective. She just wants to get rich, selling just to the, you know, like you said, 1%, getting rid of all these other people. But how does she specifically her character? I don't know. It's a like good we, question.
0: I feel like we need a, just a little bit more going on there. You know, we maybe a thirty more minutes could really elevate this movie in a, a really fun way. I don't know though. I don't know. But as, I mean, I guess we uh, we do get the kind of ironic, you know, you got what you coming, got what you got coming to you kind yeah. of thing with her, and that she's an ugly in quotes kind of robot. She's clearly breaking down and not perfection like her son is and or um Halle Berry's robot character is what's her name Cappy and that she she gets thrown into the furnace at the end
1: yeah I mean that just might be the point of her there yeah I don't know if 30 minutes would elevate this movie I guess it all depends on where you decide to put it that could be one place
0: like a little a little um like flashback with ratchet would have been kind of cool i think yeah something like that yeah and we're that. maybe it's about ratchet but we see his mom kind of pulling the strings about something going on and it kind of foreshadows what was to come with the business and stuff and i wish we could have just got a little more of a philosophical thing happen with big weld like wizard of oz style or um i don't know because he's he's there and but he's He's kind of a mysterious figure, right? He's there in Robot City, but Rodney can't find him. No one seems to know where he's at. Well, I guess that's not true. People, uh, C- Cappy takes Rodney to there, doesn't she? Yeah. So she knows, but I guess there is kind of a mysteriousness there because he's got a uh, a goodness about him that maybe we're nervous about because... We just saw Ratchet and how he's running the business and stuff. And it's like, okay, so Big Weld must be a fraud and just be a TV personality kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like then we could have got something really deep when we met Big Weld. But we we really didn't.
1: No, we didn't. Yeah, maybe they could have done something different there.
0: That's the, only, that's the only problem I really have with this movie is I wish... that's If I could ask for one thing more and it's, it's more about Big Weld, that would have been it. And of course, he was played by Mel Gibbs. Mel Gibbs. He was played by Mel Brooks. The legendary <laughs> Mel Brooks.
1: I didn't know that either.
0: I didn't know that either. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Only in recent months since I've been a study or a film.
1: Uh, film-stein.
0: Film of Stein's. At says film of Stein's patreon.com slash film of Stein's.
1: Go subscribe. But one thing that was weird, that was off to me, I guess, was that it seemed like Rodney's dad was the only one who had a job that was <laughs> on his body because he was a dishwasher and that was part of his self <laughs> and no one else seemed to have that that I can
0: well, remember couldn't he take it off yeah
1: yeah in the end he took it off and was like here's your crap and like
0: yeah so, at his
1: boss yeah uh,
0: I guess we didn't see a lot of like blue collar work happening mm-hmm because we saw mostly executive stuff, which you know they're just bean counters and arguing and shit. And then we saw like this, like the slum of the bots. You know, half of them probably yeah. were jobless and good
1: for nothing. Good for
0: nothings, and so which I I don't know. He, I mean, we didn't see any really blue collar workers, you know, doing their thing other other than him, which was cool. I like that was some of my favorite parts of the movie. Every, pretty much everything to do with his dad. Yeah, I liked I liked his dad, his dad was probably the most you know kind of philosophically waxing person, telling him to chase his dreams, and and then the end is pretty iconic. I feel like in my mind that's a very iconic ending. Is it? Yes. Yes. Okay.
1: I have that like sound. Yeah. Like the dad playing the the trumpet in my head just randomly pop up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Me life. too.
0: Okay, good, good, good. Because yeah, yeah. I just I don't have I didn't have someone in my life when I was little who who had this movie in theirs you know like it just wasn't that is it is i don't know it just i feel like i wasn't around anyone who watched this movie
1: that's weird but
0: that's not the case for ice age or shrek you know everybody has yeah. seen shrek everyone's seen ice age everyone's seen the early pixar films cars and nemo and shit it's yeah i always feel like this was something that was a little under sung at least i'm not under appreciated because it's Or rated, because I feel like it's rated appropriately. People reflect, people who have seen this movie reflect on it properly, I think, equivalently. Mm -hmm. Which is good. Which is good.
1: Yeah. I think they had a lot of fun, first off, making this film, because there's so much detail everywhere with this world they created. You know, this isn't based off of anything, it's not based off of a cartoon or a book or, you know, they didn't have any source material. So that was pretty fun, especially the, um, the traveling well i guess not the traveling i guess just that specifically that scene where they get launched they put they get put together in a ball you know yeah, it's rodney like a machine yeah and then they just have so much fun with that and that's so cool and i mean throughout the film they have so much fun with everything they created here
0: the dominoes
1: the dominoes yeah that's probably the most iconic scene and the dishwashing scene mm-hmm where the his little robot creation is washing the dishwasher the the dishes
0: the fight at the end yeah which is a little out of place but we, you know we got to have the fight but yeah. it's kind of you know if what you it's it's, it's obviously out of place cuz it's you know it's just, these people aren't and they they make fun of it in a way because they all dress like I think Fender dresses up or several of them dress up as like warriors basically yeah. you know so they make fun of themselves a little bit cuz they know it's just not you know, that doesn't fit anywhere in any movie, a battle like that, you know, so, I but I like that. And, the, but that is kind of, it's very, it's very dynamic and fun still.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure they had fun um, making these sounds, making a lot of,
0: mm-hmm, Yeah. hmm
1: I don't know what you call that. It's not the score here, is it? It's just the sounds that these robots make.
0: Yeah, the soundscape and yeah. they call it the specific, like if you're talking about a specific sound, they call it um, Foley, there it is. It's all the little sounds that make up the soundscape, basically.
1: Okay, okay, yeah, and, you know, making the, like, whooshing sounds or, like, the ball sliding across metal sounds, like, I bet that was fun to make. And then the end, of course, I bet that was really fun to make, too. Yeah. So, it's just a fun, cute movie. Pretty, you know, simple but clever ideas, a lot of puns, a lot of jokes that, I think age well, you know, this movie, besides maybe some of the music, you know, like Britney Spears, like uh, Fender reenacting the Britney Spears kiss me baby one more time. Okay, that doesn't put it in the, you know, it doesn't, that doesn't stay fitting to the time, but some of the ideas do. One weird part was when we see Rodney growing up and he has to have spare parts, which, you know, I could kind of relate to it as a kid, because I had got a lot of hand-me-downs, you know, me and my sister were about four years apart in age, so, you know, we, had, we were kind of at that age where we could do hand-me-downs, we weren't close enough that we had to share the same size, but not too far apart, that by the time one was really old, or whatever, you had to store it for years, so we were at that age where I got a lot of her hand-me-downs, and, um, you know, coming, my parents coming from another country, Money was a little tight in the beginning, so there was a lot of um, yard sale clothes or, you know, so I could kind of relate there. But just what was funny to me was him getting that shirt from his girl cousin, Veronica, you know, that pink shirt part he has to get on. Yeah, that's weird. That's funny, but it's weird. What you you really couldn't find any other male partner? Rodney it's kind of
0: funny because I mean it's it's maybe progressive in in some sense that uh gender only provides a sense of uh aesthetic and design and not no utilitarian kind of <laughs> function
1: because we have a uh, fender towards the end he has girl bottoms I guess he's got a skirt right and um
0: and then I mean uh his sister the yellow Mamanda Bynes robot she even says you know oh shit i have a sister and she's like an ugly sister <laughs> yeah. so they, they play up that they play yeah. that a little bit it's funny yeah nowadays that would probably be canceled
1: that's so stupid it's it's so innocent it's just the ha here just like you know you forgot this part where does this go it's it's funny it's funny there's no need to get insulted is that what's going on here people are being insulted yeah. because someone has a pink shirt that's a guy i don't know yeah, I don't really know. Yeah, but my favorite scene is when he calls his dad, and you know his dad tells him they're not making spare parts for me. I don't know how much longer I got. Blah blah blah. And then he hangs up, and the telephone is like, "I'm so sorry about your dad." <laughs> and then he's like, "But with our family plan, you can call him, you know, however long you want." <laughs> I don't know what he said, but that was so funny.
0: Yeah, that's another one of those jokes <laughs> yes. where we just, you know, it's a it's ran- random it's device. Good. Is us apparently a robot and they make a joke on it. Yep. But it is good. Yeah, I want to know where all the humans are at. Is this a Barbie situation where we made these robots to the point where they can make themselves and they can kind of sustain themselves in that way and proliferate and progress and build and evolve and what that whatever that means to a, robot, a society of robots. But where did this start? What is the evolution of robots?
1: They're in the they look like they are in the sky.
0: They do, don't they? Yeah. I wonder if so there's a deep theory about that.
1: They're probably above us. And you know what I was thinking yesterday when we were watching the movie was that Rodney and I think her name was Jenny. Did you ever watch that show My Life as a Teenage Robot? How they kind of share similar colors and kind of look alike? Yeah. But in her world there's humans, so I don't know. Maybe the robots got sent up to the sky and she didn't make it
0: she didn't make it so the old lady in the cartoon is the creator maybe (gasps) jenny's mom
1: yeah i I don't know i try to look up see if there's any theories on that but there wasn't much (laughs) i was like wait they look kind of similar
0: yeah this movie's too old to have all the crazy theories if it came out today we'd have more theories but Ah. it's too old for that shit now they're not going back that far that'd be our job
1: (laughs) i'm not going back that far yeah (laughs)
0: cute movie all right well i got a question for you should be the question that everyone is expecting at this point how much did this movie cost to make
1: Uh, this one was it was tricky because it's older but not that much older you know it's what 20 years about 2005 you know a little bit more and it's all animated so i just took what my guess or what um the last animated film we reviewed. It was all animated, which maybe was a uh, Spider-Man into the Spider Verse, and that one made ninety million. So I don't think this made, or I don't not made. It budget it, the budget was ninety million. I don't think this was quite there, so I I took it down to fifty, and that's it. That was my logic.
0: That's not bad. That's really not bad. But I guess it's worth noting that we, that it's enough time for inflation to matter. About 20 years is enough time for inflation to matter.
1: To so, so it should be less? It should be more. Oh, it should be more than 90?
0: It should be more than whatever guess you're going to think. Like if you're comparing it to a movie made today, it should be a little bit more than...
1: Maybe I'm having a dumb moment right now. <laughs> what do you mean? If this movie was made today, I don't think it would cost quite what Into the Spider-Verse cost. Which was 90? Which was ninety, okay, so I
0: so you're thinking fifty million dollars today
1: no i I put in that it was made back then,
0: okay, so I guess it kind of depends on where what angle you're looking at here.
1: <laughs> I don't know, I'm just going with fifty 50? I'll just lock it in, oh, okay, okay, just lock it in <laughs> it's
0: pretty close, okay your first good. your good uh good. first guess was closer though. Seventy five to eighty million.
1: Oh no! Yeah, I mean that's still pretty close. Yeah, I guess.
0: and that would be in today's money. That would look a little bit more like one hundred and thirty. Wow. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right.
0: This movie costs more to make than Into the Spider Verse.
1: Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: In today's money, I accounting think just for because inflation. Well, if that's true, Into the Spider Verse only cost ninety million dollars. I think so. That's surprising. I forgot. I'm I'm surprised by that. <laughs>
1: Because I think I guess seventy five, if I'm not mistaken. No, I guess seventy five for detective Pikachu. I don't think I guess for Into the
0: Spider Verse. Oh, it's kind of funny that a movie like this, or Ice Age, or even Shrek, could cost more in today's money than something like Spider Man or Puss in Boots or something. You know, you would expect those to be a little cheaper because of the technology and yes, everything. But I guess it's it's really doesn't it shows that. I guess it has everything to say that it doesn't really have anything to do with the technology. It has everything to do with the labor. So the labor is virtually the same. Oh, the talents verse virtually the same, right? And so.
1: Do you remember how long into the Spider Verse was?
0: No, I would guess probably right around two hours because we're starting to enter this space, which is cool. I think it's very cool. It's it's hard to do because. Animated movies tend to be hyper-stylized and it can be, when those are long, they start to like just blend together, right? It's it's a problem. It is a problem with Marvel, I think, because they're super CG-fied that they just, everything starts to fucking feel the same from scene to scene. But we are we are starting to enter the space where animated movies are starting to cross that two-hour mark, which I think is very cool.
1: Yeah, it looks like it was 117 minutes.
0: So Nice. Yeah we're getting there we're getting there i and i uh i hope we hope we see a vibrant not too vibrant but vibrant future of really great animated films nice dramatic animated films too bad about Namona or whatever it's called on netflix
1: oh yeah Yeah, that
0: we kind of it didn't suck but it was just um it was so man we were going to cover that but nope yeah Take i watched
1: the back. first what 10 minutes 10 15 minutes yeah and it looked like it looked pretty cool
0: yeah. It looks it does look good. It's a, it's a nice animation. It's definitely inspired by, you know, these recent animated films like Spider-Man and Puss in Boots and it it does have like kind of a Pixar-ness to it. I know it was supposed to be made by Disney at one point and that was like it was too gay for Disney at the time and then disney's like all right now we'd embrace the gayness and then they're only doing that a half measure and it's kind of just weird and awkward and (laughs) it's like all right i don't know what's going on here but namona wasn't worth the 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 drama so whatever though that's on netflix so if you want to watch that you know it's just over there sitting there collecting dust (laughs) but but thank you for watching this film with me
1: thank you for watching it with me
0: i uh did not expect to watch this. this was a last minute addition to our schedule thank you guys for listening to this episode of the film steins don't forget to tune in every monday wednesday and friday do the film steins on patreon google Podcasts, stitcher but stitcher is going away soon so don't even worry about that to be honest (laughs) you know what i'm saying pandora the apple one they're all good until next time what you said
1: sorry i said google i don't know if you
0: said that but Yeah. yeah go ahead until next time And that's a wrap for today's episode of The Film of Steins. Thanks for tuning in and joining us on our cinematic journey. We hope you enjoyed our discussion and gained some new insights and perspectives on the world of movies. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, especially Patreon at patreon.com slash Steins, And follow us on social media for more film-related content. We love hearing from our listeners, so if you have any feedback, suggestions, movie recommendations, or book recommendations, please feel free to reach out to us. Until next time, keep watching and keep loving The Magic of Movies. This is The Film of Steins signing off. (sighs) Okay. <sighs>